0: you're living on.
1: thing off this is an interesting week have we ever has this ever been a combo on the main show
0: that's a really good question
1: i was thinking about if it
0: has it's not been more than once or twice this be. is a rare pairing here
1: yes it is yes it is so for anyone tuning in this is uh me and paz car and pause um the rest of the crew is, is just you know slacking slacking not gonna there's there's a, a apparently a fairly attractive Latina in the picture, uh, somewhere that's (laughs) distracting one, um, bird. I don't know what he's doing. So, uh, it's, it's just me and Paz. So I've got a number of topics here. I don't know if you have anything, uh, that you explicitly want to talk about, but uh, what I figured I would do today is there have been a number of, uh, whipping boys and, uh, uh, that we've, that, 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 uh, bird has been going on about, recently, and I kind of wanted to pick your brain on them. Okay. Uh, you being the the architect of, or, or the uh, the discoverer and tracker of the Scarlet Thread. Uh, there are a number of things going on in the world that, uh, that you know, has got a couple of the hosts of, of TLE a little bit cheesed off, and, and I want to get Paz's input on them. So I'm going to kick it off with, first, Bird has a, and, and I'm not saying I'm against this, But Bird apparently has a vendetta against Elon Musk. Now, I get it came from a bizarre place, probably super in bed with the feds, um, yada, yada, yada. Um, Guy doesn't I can't I can't get up for it. I can't get up for the hatred. What what give me? I want your thoughts on this.
0: So my thoughts on Elon, then that's a real interesting topic for me. Because on one hand, the, the optimistic side, what I like about him, is the fact that he's done absolutely so much uh, to rob from the government and give to the good of mankind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, some people look at government subsidies as, oh, look at this leech. But, you know, I think if you can get subsidies to build the useful things, it's your duty to build the government blind.
1: Okay, yeah, I like and that. And the
0: fact that he's done that through SpaceX... And the amount of uh, commercial space traffic he's created just on his own is immense. I think several of his other projects are fairly worthy. But I would be lying if I didn't say that Neuralink spooked the hell out of me. Yeah, Um, I am very techno-optimistic, but I just don't necessarily like the idea of the brain-computer interface at least not in the way it's currently conceived at any rate.
1: I'll co-sign that.
0: So I think between that fact and just knowing that he's got such a weird background for himself. And then on top of that, there's been all those stories over the years about how Tesla stays profitable and stays open because it's used as a front for cartels.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't
0: know. He's uh. He's a real mixed bag. He's about as big a mixed bag as it gets, frankly. He, he
1: he is. He might be the greatest enigma out there right now. Um, I would put, uh, I would put Jack Dorsey up there as well. Um, but but I Elon... think
0: Jack is more solidly in our guy camp than Elon is. Frankly. I I
1: agree with you actually. Um, uh, obviously, uh, I keep a keep an eye on both of them because Jack uh, has definitely not been our guy at times. Uh, so that, you know, that's, that, that's something to be wary of. Um, but you know, we were talking, I was talking about this ag- probably six months ago when Elon was threatening I may not have been six months ago, but you remember when Elon was threatening or I, I don't even want to say threatening, but he was basically in reaction to people, the, the typical lefty call for, Hey, the, uh, Elon so rich and he's sending people to space and and he kind of threat saying, "Well, maybe I'll just divest, maybe I'll sell off uh, you know, 10% of my shares of Tesla or something like that." Um where Elon has worked him s- there, there's no way that we're going to know all the information. Not not anybody not anybody here, not anybody listening to this podcast, but he's worked himself into this really interesting spot where he in some sense has the government by the balls a little bit because, well, and maybe this is becoming less of a problem now that the stock market is tanking, but, um, you know, Tesla, Tesla and other tech companies, but but largely Tesla, um, or at least in a plurality sense, Tesla is, is propping up the entire stock market, which is a a matter of national security at this point. Um, so him threatening to to divest, right, and link wink wink nod nod, uh, I'll I'll reduce my exposure to this uh, asset, um, which in parentheses will tank the price and tank national security potentially, uh, was a was an interesting play. It's like he, he he's self aware and he he's, it's like chaotic good and bad.
0: He's got some real cringe taste yes. in the way he markets himself, yeah. but that doesn't make him any less intelligent in the way he does it, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that people kind of get themselves twisted around a little bit about with him specifically. You know, a lot of people seem to think he's some kind of buffoon, and other right. people seem to think he's some kind of genius. But no, he's an excellent promoter is what he is. He's got that businessman's cunning, Mm -hmm. and it serves him very well.
1: Yeah, Uh, I, I agree.
0: The idea that he could tank the U.S. economy is probably more true than anyone wants to admit
1: to. Yes, yeah.
0: I want to know just how much of the Ponzi scheme Tesla specifically is propping up. Right. Because I don't think it's a huge slice or a majority or anything, but I think it's more of it than anyone would be comfortable knowing
1: well and not only that but but um, at this point the the economy built on toothpicks, the slightest breeze uh, if if it doesn't tank it would would cause the need for a, a massive cleanup by uh, you know the bureaucrats. Um, so you know I think he I think he has quite a bit of soft power and understands that uh, and is kind of flexing it which is which is pretty fascinating. Um, I, I do wonder the degree to which, um, I, I wonder the degree to which he is, you know, quote unquote, our guy. Um, I think he's his own guy. And I think that being his own guy, I think he's frustrated with governments, nation states as well, probably for maybe different reasons, radically Um, different reasons. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that berserker energy can't go our way sometimes. Right. 100%
0: and you know that gets back to what i was saying about what he's done to privatize the space race Mm -hmm. you know not just himself directly but in goading other rich dipshits into getting into it yeah you know you talk about voice over exit right Mm -hmm. well there's really only about three exit options left in existence you know you got to either head to one of the poles or way way out into the woods and even there they can find you Mm-hmm. Or you can try your luck under the oceans, which is totally non-feasible. But these guys have opened up the final frontier for the average Joe. yeah You know, no one can afford to go out there yet, and there's no way to be out there sustainably. But baby steps, right? By the time you and I are gray hairs,
1: yeah. Who knows? Be. Who knows? Okay, so to in summary, you uh, you think Bird is uh, overblowing the situation? and is wrong
0: yeah i just say it you know what (laughs) (laughs) i think i think that he is the sort of guy we can make useful ends of what he's doing even if we can't make useful ends of him
1: okay very diplomatic very diplomatic okay that was our first topic that i wanted to pick your brain on second topic i want to pick your brain on and i don't want to get into the weeds of as everyone that listens to this knows, I don't want to get into the weeds of the actual substance of this. I just want to focus on the, the um, actors and the players and, you know, maybe a little bit of conspiracy behind this. Have you thought at all about the. uh, Strategy. Or perhaps the. uh, Well, conspiracy. (laughs) Perhaps conspiracy around (laughs) the leaked abortion. Uh, draft
0: you know it just seems way too convenient i know for something like this to happen when blue team really needs to get their people moving and motivated right. again yes. doesn't it
1: yep yep you know, yeah, i mean absolutely
0: what do... no incentive right for the red team to actually act on the issue let alone to make it public, they're going to act on the issue exactly because that what that's what keeps their own votes churning in
1: as well. Exactly you got to keep the votes. you got to keep the you got to keep the, the the people rallied you got to keep the donor money coming in It's,
0: I, it's a fucking op whose op it is is always the question yeah and what's going to be allowed to happen about it is also the question. You know, the thing is, when they activate these social operations specifically over culture war issues, they have to give one side or the other a small reversible win. Mm -hmm. But as the state machinery gets more and more out of the hands of these people, because they're just simply not physically or mentally competent enough to handle it anymore, those wins that are nominally supposed to be there, you know, like I said, nominal... Mm are going to become more and more permanent. Mm. And that then is going to really have a lot to say about who unleashed it when we see what the quote-unquote win looks like. Right. You know, but I fundamentally don't think that there was any actual play on the issue itself happening. I think this was 100%. They might have made this up. They might yeah, have literally I'm... just made this up right. to get their donor base seething again and ready for midterms coming at the end of the year.
1: Because they need something. I mean, my goodness, I, I'm not a politics guy, but I don't remember a time in my life where a party was so just dog tired. I mean, like, how are they going to drag people out? You've got I mean, you have just screwed up beyond comprehension in so many different arenas um, or, or even just screwed up by not doing anything. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't understand how the, I, that that's primarily the, from a game theory standpoint, they need something, they need something to get the people excited again. And man, nothing gets people more excited than abortion.
0: Absolutely. If they could pull that off without somehow accidentally turning the riot machine back on, <laughs> right. Then they're going to be safe in the midterms.
1: Yeah. Which I think is obviously
0: well what they're pursuing with
1: this. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would, that's what I would guess.
0: But if it turns into another shit show of a summer, they're going to oh, do terrible things to themselves, even worse than what was already coming for them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a political Hail Mary, whatever they're trying to accomplish here, but it might be pretty close to it.
1: man. It's it, it. If you take into if you accept for granted that that this was some fraudulent like it, like this was a strategic political play. I think that, that that that's a hail mary, dude. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, it almost has to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I they're, they're, these you people don't... know exactly how hot button an issue it is. It's <laughs> yes, Like, where do you go? Actually,
1: from... <laughs> well, it's like it, this. It feels like Spinal Tap. It's like, you know, ours goes to eleven. Where do you go from there? You know, <laughs> right. the abortion is like the eleven of of uh, of uh, you know American politics. Like, you American can't
0: <laughs> cultural politics. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: It's uh so like yeah they're real you know they're they're uh appear to be setting up a, a, a summer of 11 with this in right. my opinion, uh, or a summer and a fall of 11. What are midterms in November?
0: Uh, November. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know,
0: and then on top of that, especially uh, all the other stuff that's happened since then, even already, whether it be the protests or the alleged direct action incidents.
1: Oh, are you talking about the uh, like uh, showing up at people's houses type stuff?
0: Well, well, that's the first part of it, yeah. Okay. And then otherwise, you can talk about the failed, or quote-unquote failed, firebomb attacks.
1: Wait, where? I didn't see this.
0: In Madison?
1: yeah. No, I didn't the, see that. Uh,
0: Crisis Pregnancy Center had a Molotov cocktail thrown through its window, Oh and boy. the building was tagged up. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a very easy place to point the blame on that. Yeah. But then, predictably... People of that persuasion are also trying to point out the fact that obviously it was the owners or the cops because torching their own business is a very easy and small price to pay to make them look bad,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: which I don't know. I don't put a lot of things past the cops specifically. Yeah, you know, I think they're willing to do a lot of shit, but Me they too. generally wait for the cover of actual rioting to do their shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, they they strike. They, they the don't
0: generally riot. kick the stuff off themselves. Uh, I, yeah, those are more escalation tags. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: they they operate under cover, uh, under the cover of chaos. They don't. They're not going to jump in there and be like start the chaos on a, on a scale like that, or not typically. Not that I remember.
0: Which does not necessarily then rule out a red team or. False flagging themselves to try and kick something off. Well, th-
1: and that would be certainly.
0: Which is my- there then accusation.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
0: at the same time, you need to be willing to run plausibility checks on that,
1: too. For sure. Yeah. And no, I no, think no, for sure.
0: no one who participates in the culture war is honest enough to do this. No. And take a long, hard look at just what the people on your chosen side of it actually look like. But as someone who's an avowed pacifist, specifically in the culture war, there's demons operating on both sides of the scales here. You shouldn't put anything past anyone. Yep. Especially on this subject in particular.
1: Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, well, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't want to go down that road, but. No, uh,
0: we don't have to. Because I think you take my point already. Oh,
1: yeah, I, I certainly do. Um. Yeah, th- this this is uh this is th- this is like kicking off a summer of what could be the uh red team George Floyd event type stuff, right? Or blue team, or however you want to look at it. But like kind of the other the other direction, right? Well,
0: this this whole thing's certainly happening to whip up blue team. Yeah, but how that actually plays out, we can only see because you know if we're going to continue the analogy, you've now got three receivers and 5 DBs just waiting for the ball to come down.
1: Mhm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh development. I it's it's one that I would you have expected this? No, neither would I. No, I the, that's
0: that's part of the reason why I think it's very clearly an op. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there was no incentives whatsoever to try this right now at this point in time. Right. Like even if you're looking at red team incentives to try and attack that specific field of jurisprudence, their incentives weren't right to try this yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I'm, I, I if if the current. Uh... Escalations or any indication? I'm sure we will be discussing this in the future. Um, just in brief, what do, what what is it looking like so far on the ground? Like, what there's been like the Molotov cocktail incident. I know there's been a couple like showing up at what judges' houses and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think I heard something about protests outside of various senators' homes as well. Uh, I know there's been other uh, actions against crisis pregnancy centers. Again, whether
1: who yeah. started
0: what, who did what, who knows.
1: Who knows, right.
0: But there's been more incidents around those, including at least one in Portland, one in Madison. I'm sure there's been plenty of other ones, too, that I just haven't heard about.
1: Anecdotally, I listened it's to that one part. It's
0: weird to make those the focal point of this, I think.
1: It, that... it would. Um, anecdotally, there's that uh, kind of bottom left podcast i was to uh kind of like left anarchist podcast uh it could happen here um mm-hmm. i've just gotten addicted to listening to it because it's just so so bizarre like the way that they approach things like it's just so different than the way that i think about stuff but um yeah i you know usually from bottom left you hear a lot of things about organizing like that's like their favorite word it's just, and i don't even really know what it means but man you know we've got political things we got to do we got to organize uh and maybe you know maybe they're right i don't know, but. um you know i'm not a politics uh enthusiast so uh, i have no idea but i will say that after this happened it it went from boring oh we need to organize and we just need to do this and that to like oh yeah we need to be showing up at people's houses type stuff and i was like whoa okay <laughs> like that's that's a you know that's a but but as as we would probably expect with a with a hot such a hot button cultural issue like that mm-hmm. so
0: well and that's the other thing you know they take that very literally too, showing up at people's houses Mm -hmm. and the fact that there's more or less de facto cover for them to do. So I think first of all, is a good thing. Yeah. I want to be very clear with the audience. I think that that's a wonderful pressure tool to use when it's put towards a righteous cause. Yes. And I will make no claims about this cause one way or the other, but it's an excellent tool to have in the toolbox.
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, we've, I've certainly talked about it before, like the people that, that, uh, that are press, you should feel uncomfortable in the community. I mean, that, that's the way that it should be. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't have any particular issues with, with that strategy at all. Um, and in fact, you know, the, the, the part of me that is, that is just rooting against traditional power structures is rooting for them. you know, like um, now
0: the other side of the coin is though. That it's a clear escalatory tactic. Sure is. And should be deployed extremely carefully. Yeah. And only when you know it can be successful.
1: Sure. Yeah. You know,
0: showing up at some of these people's houses is going to get you loads of press coverage and it's going to look real good. But after things really start heating up, they haven't yet, but they will. And after that point, it's going to be a really good way to get your head busted, too.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt about it. Um, and at that point, I would imagine uh, that most bottom left would bail if there's any real danger. I, I don't really see. I mean, I don't maybe you disagree, but I just I don't really see them being terribly steadfast in dangerous situations. Um, although I don't know. Maybe I'd walk that back. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I
0: don't know what to make of them. Yeah. I don't spend enough time. I don't have enough of those people in my own social circle to make. Any judgments, one way or the other. Right. I think that the vast majority of them probably do have uh, conviction yeah. in their beliefs. Well, that's I'll true. extend yep. that belief to them, but, you know, that's we true. just don't know. Yeah. 2020 was so shot through with cops, it was hard to tell who was legit and
1: who wasn't. Good so. night, man, wasn't it? Jeez Louise. Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, we'll see how it goes. I you know, I, I this does look like it is. You know, the the one thing that I would say is um I, I it does further the goal of separation. Um and I think that th- this is such a natural if you look and I I don't know a lot about like the state laws or whatever on it, but if the if Roe versus Wade would be struck down, man, you talk about another stark boundary between blue states and red states uh that can erupt further separating those communities which i think is ultimately a good thing 100%,
0: you know. So the,
1: speaking as someone
0: the size of the US just shouldn't fucking exist. No,
1: it's crazy. It's crazy. Um so anyway, in strategic in in the, as far as that goes, like i don't know, it's pretty interesting to f- to to further that divide because like you know, if if abortion truly is that big an an issue to you and you live in California. um, I'd be curious to see what it does to the immigration rates to Texas from California. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think hoping for that sort of resurgent federalism is probably just asking for too much. Yeah. You know, as we've discussed earlier, this is really the way both teams can guarantee they get their voters all riled up. And by allowing federalism to play a role in the answer, they're just ceding power back that they don't want to and aren't going to.
1: Yeah. But okay. So let me ask you this then let's, let's run with this a little bit. Did, could they, is it possible that they just totally shot themselves in the foot? Because the, the blue, the blue states that care about this politically will, will still have it legalized. And the, and the red states that, that do that, I guess also care about it, but from the different side, it will be illegal there or at least restricted. So, I mean, is there a possibility for politically for this to completely shoot themselves in the foot where everybody, where they think that this is going to rile everybody up and everybody's like, well, it's going to be legal in my state. Or conversely, well, it's going to still be illegal in my state. So, what do I really do? Have you care?
0: looked at your timeline on Twitter once since this whole thing started wow, that's weeks true. ago?
1: That's true. Well, I have a These couple words about People don't
0: <laughs> give a shit about whether or not it's legal where they are. They're more right. concerned about four states over. Yeah. And getting real fucking agitated about whatever the opposite coast of them is going to do about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. God that's, that's
0: God himself forbid we just give a shit about the place we're at and leave it at that. God right. forbid.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, although it you know there is the barrier to entry to to whine on Twitter is virtually zero and the barrier to entry to actually go do something about it is a little bit higher. So I'll be curious to see where what where that is because I mean, you know, it was easy as shit for uh uh you know to people that complain about George Floyd and, grant, and 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 you know it was a little bit harder to go out and actually do something about it now some people did you know uh, whether for or against or however you want to look at it but um i would say that the the quantity of people whining about George Floyd or whining about Kyle Rittenhouse was way more than uh those who actually showed up and and did something um whether that be put a ballot in a box or 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 <laughs> put a, a round in the chamber. And, and,
0: I wouldn't uh, be surprised if the numbers is actually pretty comparable. Once Scott Emperor Musk filters out the bots.
1: Well, right. Yeah, that's That's another good point. Yeah.
0: You know, I think that there's a lot of really extremely artificial reach on social media. Yeah. And some of the bot farms are extremely easy to spot. I mean, hello, first name, eight numbers. How are you today? Mm hmm. But some of them are a lot more sinister and a lot harder to spot.
1: It's true, it's true. Some of them out a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the so I think the the last few topics I do you have do you have anything lined up that you really want to talk about?
0: I don't have any burning passion subjects. Okay. I'm sure we can prattle about whatever.
1: Well, I've got a few. And in that'll... fact,
0: after the news, maybe you and I both just wind down with some zen stuff you know what have right. we been doing that's interesting right?
1: oh okay yeah I like Give that
0: folks a little white pill
1: after yeah. the news i like that um so this i guess the last few topics i have here can kind of be combined into one bigger topic but again we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh weave that scarlet thread in um or at least i would like you to um i saw so, i almost um i had to do a double take so Burden and I, in the last episode, we're talking about our morning routines. Mine has always been to watch the local news. I know it's stupid. I know you know, but it just whatever for whatever reason. I have my coffee. I'm sending emails, and I'm and I got the local news on in the background. If for nothing else, for traffic and weather and 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 whatnot. But then they also include some national news stories from time to time. I had to do a double take this morning when I heard them rolling this one out, and that was the fact that Biden was. Signing into law once again the lend-lease program. Did you see this?
0: I yeah, I saw a little bit about it. And, I don't.
1: Uh, were they I, just
0: I, memeing or is it literally lend-lease?
1: I, I I mean, I assume they've they've touched it up, but yeah, no, it's it's to, the way that they talked about it. It was just lend-lease. Now, lend-lease was a broad. Uh, bill like it like it 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 was basically a bill that said yeah we can give um uh aid to whoever we deem favorable to national security right like that was Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was kind of what it was and it was left it in the president's hands so it wasn't like they really needed to touch anything up this was specifically for or billed for ukraine um but it could theoretically be used anywhere not that i really give a shit about them at this point sending money or weapons or whatever. I mean, there's nothing I can do to stop it. And I just do my best to insulate myself, but um, it it was just remarkable. And the thing that has me a little bit concerned though, is if anybody has read about Lend-Lease, the, the way that, and you know, this was a time when the Republican party was way more, what they would call isolationist or what I would say, peace oriented um, with regards to foreign affairs uh, than they are now. Um, so they needed to be, uh, coaxed into signing something like this. And I think the big carrot on this, that, that, they dangled, uh, for many people in Congress at the time was if we can just send aid, it will keep us out of war. Um, This was, you know, it was past 1941 or two, I think one. Yeah, it was before the actual the the World War Two kicked off or the American involvement in World War Two kicked off. And that was one of the big carrots was, well, it'll keep us it'll keep us out of war, we can just send uh, material and aid to uh, nation states that we deem friendly. Um, and that way we don't have to actually have boots on the ground. Now, of course, six months later, we had you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor. They probably al- already knew that something like that was going to happen because of, you know, the embargoes that we were placing on Japan. Um, and so this was all kind of a farce, but it still allowed for huge, uh, movements of material money and weapons out of the U S and two other nations. Um, that kind of has me concerned because it's like, you know, that old saying history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that, and we're passing a $40 billion, uh, aid bill. And I don't know if that is technically under lease or if that's just something that's coming out, you know, just rolling out on its own, um, for Ukraine. So I know I just said a lot of stuff there. Um, but what my prevailing theory on what's going on in Ukraine is, is A, that I I have no idea and there's no way I will ever know because it's just op on op on op and that that area of the world just always has been. Um, But from the American government side, I mean, I think they're really trying to defend their currency at this point um, and defend it as a global unit of account um, and means of exchange Uh, through this and other kind of, I don't even want, well, proxy war probably is a legitimate term to use at this point. Well,
0: one hundred percent is, and I don't think there's been any question about it being a proxy war yeah. from the very beginning, even.
1: But what are your? I mean, just maybe, just generally, what are your thoughts on on the this advancement? It's well, let me just kick it over to you. What are what are your thoughts on on this escalation in in aid and and uh, escalation of the proxy war and our involvement? In it?
0: Yeah, I think it's very, well, it's very clear to me, and I think this is clear to other people, but, you know, who knows, I suppose, in the long run. But any sort of formal lend-lease arrangement, and even what we were doing before, is tantamount to declaration of war, even if we're not sending our own people to die there yet. Yeah. You know, it's very clear that we are an active participant in this war, if only as serving as the armory for it. Right. Right. So, I don't think that part of it's in question. Um, I take no stance or side or policy position in the actual war itself, other than to point out that it is quite literally a proxy war, and we should be willing to just admit that to ourselves. You know, this is nothing more than the U.S. sending a prospective vassal to prove themselves before they come under the imperial umbrella.
1: Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Uh,
0: What I'm saying is it's worth pointing out that the Ukraine never did join NATO.
1: Right. That's true. Right. Yeah. So you're saying that maybe this was like a test of their loyalty sort of thing?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think to be more clear for the audience and so that I'm not misunderstood, very obviously Russia started this, you know, it's not a matter of the US set this up to test Ukraine. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening. But I think that there are people in Washington and people in positions to touch levers of power that are treating it as such.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Yeah.
0: I think that they're opening the doors to our stockpiles for their own reasons to test Ukraine and to bloody Russia. Whether that's, as you said, in support of protecting the US dollar and our position in energy markets, which seems extremely plausible to me. Pardon me. Or, you know, for whatever other ends. We have no idea what's actually going on in the background. We know what our media is telling us, which is exactly nothing except pro Ukrainian war propaganda. And, you know, some people might say that's tantamount to being a pro-Russian position. But if you're the sort of person who thinks that, you should take a good long look at how this war, that war is being reported here. Yeah. You know, we are getting literally nothing here in the States except pro-Ukraine propaganda pieces.
1: Yeah. I mean, I haven't even honestly heard all that much about Russia at at all. Um, Like, obviously the shrieking about how Russia bad, but... It's almost like there's been a restriction on any news out of Russia just period.
0: Yeah, and to be clear, I do think Russia bad. Putin mm-hmm. is a literal supervillain. Yeah. He came to power by blowing up apartment buildings full of his own citizens.
1: Didn't know that. That's
0: <laughs> people forget about that, but yeah. So he's he's been a villain from day one. It's perfectly yeah. okay to hate him, but yeah. That said, you know, we hear absolutely nothing out of them except from also Russian propaganda channels, which are literally no more trustworthy than our own. Uh So it's as always, I just want the facts and I'm not being allowed to access them because there's no way to access them. And right. The shadow war even over there is something that you can typically get some feel for, but it's been so thoroughly redacted and blacked out for this conflict in particular that you have no sense of where pieces are behind the scenes. And that's extremely atypical. And I find it quite flustering because that's typically what I'm trying to look at.
1: Mm -hmm. It is a, it's a doozy. What do you think the, like, what do you think the, I don't want to, I like, I want to say, what's the goal? Because Ukraine, obviously the goal for Ukraine is to repel Russian forces, I assume, Mm -hmm. but like what is the goal like what what is what is victory look like for Russia, do you think?
0: I think victory for Russia probably looks like an annexation of at least the portions of Ukraine that it's already occupying. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically those independent carve they endorsed immediately before the war began. Mm-hmm. I think victory for them looks like something they can use to humiliate the U.S. on the international scene. You know, mm-hmm. some sort of damage to our prestige. Failure to step up and protect a vassal that wasn't even technically a vassal. Um, shoot. I don't really know what their win conditions look like.
1: Yeah, I, that, that's, been, that's been part of the baffling part to me. I think is I know what the wind conditions of Ukraine are, or at least I think I do, but I don't know what, like, what does, what does Putin want right now? Um, I'd now,
0: imagine I... that warm water ports play some mm-hmm. role in this. They're on the, what is it? The black sea, black that's sea. sitting right yeah. there. But yeah, you know, but... I think they already have enough land that they've seized several major ports. Yeah. And I think they have access to them.
1: Now I'm pretty sure that Russia all also already has ports. Uh, uh, ports in the black sea. So, um, I don't, you know, well, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. I'm looking at a map right now. I'm fairly certain they do. Um, now I, I guess, you know, more ports are better than less ports, but it's not like they don't have them. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I don't know what they, I just don't know what they're driving for. Do they want To just because I don't, I can't imagine that they want to take over Ukraine. They don't want that responsibility. I mean, Ukraine, I mean, what is Ukraine's GDP? I, I, it's like, what are they, what are they getting out of it?
0: Well, they're Um, a top 10 global grain producer, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, they produce a lot of grain. Um,
0: I'd imagine there's got to be some energy resources in that region too. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is,
1: I think a lot of it is pipeline too to get, to get at their energy to, into Europe. Um, Which, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, this could be like an Iraq-Syria situation where people just need to control the land in between where the oil comes from and where it goes to. And the European market's huge. So they, you know, Russia could be getting spooked that America could, uh, you know, clamp down on uh, or or try to foil uh, oil shipments and stuff like that into Eastern Europe. Um, So maybe that, maybe that,
0: that seems extremely plausible to me. Wow. You know, I don't know if that's the case, but it certainly makes as much sense as anything. Ultimately, some form of trade war that went hot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. Do it. Should we lighten it up with some white pills?
0: Yeah, please tell me, man. What have you been up to lately?
1: Dude, I, feel like been... I
0: hardly ever see you around anymore.
1: I know, man. Dude, I've been traveling so much. I've been uh, I've just and not even for like long periods of time. Just like just so much travel. Yeah. Um, Dude, I just narrowly dodged some tornadoes up in Oklahoma the other day.
0: Oh um, no shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I drove through a town on the way back. Uh and that a tornado ripped through. It was pretty grim, dude. It was it, it was just a lot of destruction. It was pretty wild to see. Um I'd never seen a town like ripped through like that before. Um just you know, buildings just torn up and stuff like that. It, was, it was pretty wild. Um uh playing a lot of volleyball and uh Just enjoying the new uh, the new Texas weather, which is just wind, (laughs) which is really enjoyable. I see you've been doing uh, the what is it called? Those like painting things.
0: Yeah, the Warhammer models.
1: So how what's how's that going?
0: I just finally got one of those. uh, You'll see it's a magnifying glass, one of the big mounted ones for a desktop. Mm-hmm. Like for the top of a desk with a okay. built in so I can finally get some practice on doing detail work, which is something I've been extremely bad about. So i I don't know. I'm just continuing to develop my skills, doing what I can. It's been a very relaxing hobby for me. I got in the flow state and spent almost three hours on one model last wow. night so that was pretty
1: cool let me ask you this are you are you artistically inclined like could you could you preview prior to this endeavor could you sit down and like draw uh you know i don't know a house or an animal that looked relatively like a house or an animal
0: not at all and that's exactly why i'm doing this so. oh wow that's okay hmm.
1: that you gives know, me hope a, i can't it's I can't. a
0: way to bait out the inner artist and gotcha. that's why i've been doing it
1: interesting yeah I can't, I can't i can't draw successful for so far how many have you done
0: uh since I started this at the beginning of the year, I have assembled and painted uh 30 something models
1: Wow now when you paint the models is there some end game like is there a game that this is for or is this surely oh, just yeah. for your... oh okay yeah so what... there,
0: there are associated uh, war games. You know, it's, um. well, most people would know what I'm saying, when I, or can imagine what I'm saying when I say a war game. You know, you line up two teams of them and shuffle them around a table, roll some dice at each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's also, there is a very strong collecting market for these specifically. And in fact, the company that makes them markets themselves as models and collectors first, as opposed to gamers. So.
1: Interesting. Um, do you think that this will spur any other artistic endeavors? Is that, is that also part of the hope?
0: I don't think it is at this point, but who knows?
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested to see, uh, to try my hand at that because I, I am just so, so bad at, um, translating things that are in my head onto paper. Uh, can't do it.
0: I would have never dreamed of attempting to draw something or to paint freehand on a piece of canvas. But I figured, okay, this has defined lines because it's a piece of plastic in the shape of something, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, literally, all I have to do is glue the pieces together and then put paint on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that that seems like a manageable way to get started in arts and crafts.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Very good. Very good. So,
0: I guess what I'm saying to you, the audience, and why I wanted to do something like this is find a hobby. Yeah. I swear... Just find a hobby, people. Politics is not a hobby. No, it makes you a redditor to treat politics like a hobby. Just go out and do something with your lives, and quit trying to make a statement of it. There Just have fun with something.
1: I need to have a I need to have a relaxed hobby like that. Uh, like most of my hobbies are pretty high intensity. Uh, I need to have a sit down and relax hobby like that. Um, sure,
0: crossword, Sudoku, something. something.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, anything else? Are you still
0: doing the uh, duos volleyball or are you on a full team now?
1: No, outdoor volleyball is is the bread and butter is twos. That's, uh, that's mostly what you play. Um, I, I did a fours tournament the other maybe two weeks ago and I'm actually doing a threes tournament Saturday, which is kind of bizarre. It's like halfway in between. Uh, but the bread and butter of beach volleyball is, is twos. So, um, You've been bringing home any medals lately, dude. I got a, I got second in a tournament uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There's 80 teams. (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, So I got fifth in a pretty high level tournament maybe three weeks ago. So that was a lot of fun. That was a twos tournament. Um, Yeah. We'll see what we can do at this threes tournament on Saturday though, man, I'm, I got, I actually got pretty high hopes. The guys that I'm playing with are really good. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, yeah, three's grass tournament. So it's completely, uh, you know, com- kind of a big change of gears, but, um,
0: yeah, totally but, different, uh, court texture. It
1: is, it is. But the two guys I'm playing with are, uh, they, they're so like, there's, there's kind of two groups of people that play beach and those are, it's the people that play that the beat like specific beach players. And then there's the indoor converts, like the people that grew up playing indoor and converted either because they liked it outdoor better or because of injury. Um, so the two guys that I played now th- that br- that you bring a totally different skill set. A lot of times the uh, the guys that played indoor are incredibly good and hard hitters. Um, uh, just that that's that that's how you score points in indoor. You just have to hit the ball really hard because there's six guys on the other court. Um, right, and so you can't shoot. Uh, you know, and and hit spots, uh, to you know, open sand uh, like you can. Sure, in twos. you just
0: gotta push it through. Them, yeah,
1: right? you just gotta blast it. So, which is a lot of fun to play with, uh, because that you know they just uh, they can. I mean, I can hit hard, but they can just absolutely fly and crank the ball um so yeah that it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole lot of fun to to see them both in action um they brought me over just because i'm a good setter so when they have a when they have good setters man those indoor guys can can just really
0: hammer it i'm Mm -hmm. sure yeah Yeah.
1: so it should be a lot of fun i'm 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 always curious to see how you know threes threes is a lot of fun it's it's uh it's pretty it's it's kind of a sweet spot between i mean i'll always twos is always my favorite but um, it's a sweet spot between twos and fours with fours. You can kind of mask a lot of weaknesses from people because you can have them do a dedicated job and not have to stray too far out of it. Um, but the threes, you really gotta, you really gotta be able to do everything. And it's a uh, faster paced. And especially when you're playing on grass, the ball gets hit a lot harder. So it's, it's, uh, that'll be, you know, it's just shifting gears. So. I can
0: um, only imagine how ruined a shirt is after a game of oh, grass volleyball. Yeah, yeah. The grass stains must be immense. <laughs> oh,
1: dude, yeah, yeah. It's And then your feet are all green and everything. Yeah. So, but that should be a lot of fun. Um, How about you? What you got coming up?
0: Oh, uh, nothing really. I'm looking for a new apartment, actually, closer to work. Sweet. And I was supposed to be touring a couple of them just yesterday, but the property manager ghosted me. Ah, uh so i'm gonna to have to call him again get on his case why didn't you get back to me bro do you want to fill these units or not right and that's well, shoot, consuming man. a lot of my processing power which is why i need those unwinded hobbies but you know hopefully by the end of the month here i'll be in someplace new and that should be the start of a whole new journey itself looking uh, forward to
1: that'd be great that'd be great well, uh, should we make it a little bit of a shorter episode? And, uh, I know that we've got some, some content, some, uh, uh, over the line content coming out. I think I, as far as I know, Aaron has a, an episode, uh, of Boys Town in the tank and is releasing it at some, I've been kind of refreshing, waiting to see it. Um, uh, maybe oh, actually, Bert-
0: this is as good a place to mention that as anything. If I can cut you off just sure. a moment, I know I bailed on you guys, the audience last month, Uh, That's only because I'm setting up something very special for the next Scarlet Thread. We're going to be doing a movie review, recorded live over the movie, another podcast that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Trying to coordinate an endeavor like that where we can all watch the movie simultaneously and record the commentary track is quite a challenge if you've never tried to do that before, but it's coming and it'll be worth the wait, so... Thank you for your patience, guys, and thank you, Carr, for releasing on my Friday, what it would have been two weeks ago now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was about two months behind, so (laughs) it's not a problem. Uh, Can you you tease who the podcast is, or are you keeping that under wraps for now?
0: Um, I will say this. Uh, One of the two co-hosts of the show I'm collaborating with has been on Scarlet Thread Society. So look at a list of my guests, find their home podcasts, and it'll be one
1: of those. Cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, a lot of content coming your way. Everybody uh, remember Childerberg is after this episode drops. There are two, only two more TLE episodes, uh, TLE Wednesday episodes. Anyway, um, dropping between this episode and Childerberg, Uh, go to Childerberg.com and get a campsite. If you haven't already got a campsite, if you don't want to camp, you can swing by for the day and hang out it's five dollars to get into the park that's not a schilderberg fee that's a park fee um and then uh and you know you're free to come and go all day and come out to the comedy show i think it's pay as much as you want uh to go to the comedy show uh that'll be a nearby distillery called iron wolf distillery really good liquor there uh sign up for the newsletter and uh yeah we'll we'll see you there um If we don't have anything else, Bozzy, you got anything else? No, that's all. All right, well then, until next week.